Good morning, Church. Uh, my name is Sang Wu Hong, and I am one of the members of next year's Cambodia mission trip. Now, I haven't been given much time. Pastor Mel was supposed to speak for five minutes. I'm pretty sure she went for ten. So I'll get straight to today's passage. Today's passage comes from Ephesians chapter two, verses eight to ten. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing; it is the gift of God. Not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Amen. As you guys all know, next January our church will be sending a team to Cambodia. It has actually been, I think, over three years since the last team went due to the coronavirus, and maybe that's one of the reasons why there's so much excitement in the air for this trip. So many people have come up to us in the team and asked us about the trip, how the prep was going, telling us that they um, they've been praying for us, and we actually, well, you guys sold and bought close to three thousand raffle tickets. That's amazing. So once again, thank you guys for your support, thank you for your generosity, and most of all, thank you for your prayers. Now there are seven of us going on this trip. Pastor Mel, who's our fearless leader, we got Janice Lee. Janice Lim, Jenny Lee, Myung Park, Tan Yuen, and myself, and Abs Anthony Bion has been helping us out with the prep. Seven of us going on this trip, but this is not the only mission that we are on, and this and the seven of us are not the only people God has given a mission to. Let's look at verse ten. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. Which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We are His workmanship. What does this mean? It means that we've been created by Christ Jesus, created by、um, our Creator God in Christ Jesus for good works. This means every single person who is in Christ Jesus has been created for a mission that He has prepared for us. So the seven of us are not the only people God has called on a mission. He has called each and every one of you guys on a mission as well, and he's asking you guys to answer that call. But before we can answer the call to his mission, we must understand one thing: the grace of God. Let's look at verse eight and nine. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing; it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. We cannot walk in the mission that God has prepared for us before we understand the grace of God, how His grace saved us when we deserve nothing but death. Even our faith is a gift of God, so we cannot boast about anything. For nothing we have done has merited this favor, unmerited favor, something we did not deserve. The gift of God. Now, the last time I was up here, I had the chance to share with you guys about my experiences and my testimony about my time in Shanghai, how God not only brought me back home to Sydney, but brought me back home to Him. I wish I can say that after I came back to Sydney, I was this man of God, gave my life to Christ, you know, doing His work for Him and His kingdom. Unfortunately, that just wasn't the case. And, and the reason was because I did not understand His grace. I thought I did, but actually I didn't at all. You see, I thought I had to be good. I thought I had to do good. 
to pay back God for what he had done for me. I thought I had to continue to do these good things and he will continue to show me grace. So after I got back, I, uh, we started, me and my wife started attending a church that my sister went to. And I served in as many ministries as I could. I was on the worship team. I was, on, I was in the, uh, the, the church choir. I was also serving as a teacher in the children's ministry. All great things. But none of it was bringing me joy. Actually, it was just a burden. The reason for this, I was serving for the wrong reasons. I was doing all these things to try and win his favor. If I did all these things, then it will make up for what he did for me. So every Sunday I served, but there was no change in my life. Because the other six days of the week, I was still Song Wu Hong, the same guy. No change. Now, I was working as a real estate agent. I had big dreams to be a successful one, make as much money as I could. And the reason for that, well, I thought, was if I made a lot of money, then I can give more to God, give more to the church financially. And I could support different Christian organizations around the world. And I was still serving on Sunday, right? God will be happy with me, right? I thought that was the best way to pay him back for what he had done for me. So he continued on for years and years and years. And my wife knows this. She was the closest to me. She saw my life and she knew that nothing had changed. Everything was exactly the same. The only difference was I was going to church on a Sunday. That's it. So the frustration grew for her as well. Now everything came to blows April 2019. Good Friday. I had gone out <laughs> um, partying really hard on Good Friday. What a mess. <laughs> I woke up on Saturday, hungover, just scattered out, just completely. I had to prepare a sermon for the children's ministry for the Easter Sunday service. <laughs> yeah. Just a complete mess, right? Now, when Jenny saw me, she was so mad. She was so upset, right? We had been married for like four years, I think, by the time maybe three and a half, and I knew that look. She was not happy with me at all. But what she said to me still brings chills to my body. She looked at me, look of disgust, and she said, you know, because of you, I don't want to be a Christian. Ooh. That shook me to my core. I thought I was living a good life. I thought I was doing all these things by being a good Christian on Sunday. But my own wife saw me and did not want to be a Christian. God was once again using Jenny to wake me up. I remember thinking to myself, what is wrong with me? What is wrong with me? And in the following months, so many things happened one after the other that the only way I can truly explain it was the grace of God. You see, a month later, I bumped into a mate, James Lee, who I went to high school with. I hadn't seen him in years, like over a decade. And just there, right on the spot, he goes, hey, Sangi, we'd like to invite you and Jenny for dinner. Him and his wife, Candy, invited us, and we went. We sat down, we had dinner, and then after dinner, what comes next? Dessert. We're expecting good dessert. He brings out 
these stale crackers, right? Grape juice. And then he looks at me and he goes, hey man, me and Candy, we want to have communion with you. We're like, um, okay. <laughs> no dessert? <laughs> and what's with the stale crackers for communion? I mean, why do we always have bad... Something to think about, Pastor James. <laughs> anyway, so we did. The weirdest dessert we've ever had. Then he brought out his guitar. And he goes, hey man, me and Candy, we want to worship with you. We're like, no dessert? Are you serious? Come on. I go, okay. So they started singing worship songs and they started praying for us, touching us while they were praying. We're like, oh, what's going on here? <laughs> but he said something to me that I still remember. He said, Sonny, I pray that God will open up your heart and you will receive his grace and it will flow out of you like a waterfall. A weird dinner, right? Now, the following Monday, a couple of days later, actually, I had this sudden urge to call Steve, Pastor Steve. Um, some of you guys know we went to high school together and uh, we grew up together. But I hadn't actually seen Steve in a long, long, long time. And I actually didn't know him as Pastor Steve. I just knew him as, as um, Stephen Cha. But for some reason, I had the urge to give him a buzz. I picked up the phone, gave him a call, and he was gracious enough to meet me for lunch. I think it was on a Thursday. So we got together, we're having a chat, and then he goes, hey, why don't you come to church? Why don't you come to Chapel Sydney? It's in Chatswood. And uh, you see, this was during lockdown when all the, all the churches were still closed to the public. But for some reason, that Sunday was the first time that the church was opening, not for everybody, but for people who needed to be there. So he invited me, and I went. To be honest with you, it was a very weird experience, seeing Steve up on stage preaching the Word of God. That was super weird for me. I'm sure it was weird for him to see me um, sitting there, seeing him preaching the Word of God. The other thing was, um, A.B. came... And he was doing his AB thing, right? He's very welcoming, such a nice guy. But I haven't told him this, but he has this uncanny resemblance to my younger brother. So he's coming. I'm like, what's he doing here, right? And the third thing was um, during fellowship, there's no one there. But then I had a tap on my shoulder and then someone goes, God bless you, brother. Welcome. It was Brother Tan. <laughs> he had this angelic look on his face and he's going, hey, welcome. So weird. What a weird church. <laughs> But what I remember that wasn't weird was the actual sermon. So you guys were in, I think, the second week of your Genesis, uh, Exodus series. And the sermon was titled, The Providence of God. How God protects and cares for His people in ways that we can never imagine. How nothing is by chance. How everything is by His grace. Now the following Wednesday, literally a couple of days later, I was opening up the house, um, as I normally do as a real estate agent, closing up and um, turning the lights off. And I always listen to Spotify um, while I'm doing that. And a song called Waymaker came on. Here are some of the verses. Waymaker. They told me to sing, but I won't. Okay. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. And when I heard these verses, something 
clicked in my heart. Right there in the middle of the apartment, I fully felt the full grace of God. He had opened up my heart, and just like James said, his grace flew through me like a waterfall. And right there, after an open house, the most unspectacular thing that I was doing, something I'd done a thousand times, I gave my life to Christ because I understood his grace. I understood that I had earned nothing. Everything was from him. I gave up my life. I gave my life to Christ that day and I answered the call on the mission that he had given me and my life has never been the same. Does this mean I am perfect? Does this mean I don't make mistakes or that I don't have my ups and downs in my journeys with God? No, I am still a sinner. I am still unbelieving at times and I am so, so broken still. But that is okay But because God has grace for my sins. He has grace for my unbelief and he has grace for my brokenness. The difference is I no longer serve God to gain his favour, but I serve God because he has already given me his favour. Not because I deserved it. Not because I earned it through my actions. Grace, unmerited favour. Truly understanding his grace changed everything. It was no longer a burden. Just great joy. The grace of God. We must understand his grace before we can answer his call. We must understand the magnitude of what we have received. Now imagine if someone lent you 10 bucks and then they said to you, hey, son, you don't have to pay me back. What would your response be? Probably, thanks, bro. I'll buy you two cups of coffee next time, right? Now imagine you were in so much debt that you were going to lose your house. And it's not you might it's 100% guaranteed that you are going to lose your house. You're going to lose everything. And then someone who you had actually screwed over for to buy that house comes to you with a check. And that check has the exact amount of not just your late payments, but for your whole mortgage right there. No more debts, no more repayments. What would your response be? Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died on the cross to save us. He did not just give us a blood donation. He gave us every single drop of blood in his body for us who did not deserve a single drop. He gave it all. He gave his all. There was not one single, we, not one single thing we did, not one single thing that we are doing, and not one single thing that we will ever do that merited this grace. Not one single thing. And his death on the cross gave us life. Unmerited favor. Grace. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. Not a result of works so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus for good works. Which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Once we understand the grace in our life grace of God in our lives, we can answer the call to the mission that He has prepared for each and every one of us. We can answer the call even though we may be sinful, even though we may have unbelief, and even though we may still be broken because His grace covers them all. We can answer His call to be witnesses to His grace. Acts 1 verse 8, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem 
and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Once we truly understand the grace of God and understand that everything is by His grace and His grace alone, our lives will become a living testimony to God's grace. How can our lives not change if we believe that everything, even our faith, has been given by God? Our words, actions, our lives will be witnesses to His grace. This does not mean perfection. It means we realize our imperfection and therefore by His grace and His grace alone, we live a life of humility, a life of sacrifice and a life of worship. Not all of us will be called to a life as a missionary or or called into full-time ministry. We think God's mission is only for those who have it all together, those who are good. No. Once we understand His grace, we realize that it is by His grace and His grace alone we can answer the call to His mission. So all of us, every single one of us, have been called to do God's good work. And we have been called into mission. Where? Right where you are. We think too often that the mission of God can only take place in the unreached parts of the world. But right here in Sydney, you have people around you who are unreached. You know someone who doesn't know God. And you may be the only person in their vicinity that is a Christian. You may be the only person that they have a relationship with that is the son or daughter of God. And by God's grace, your life can be a living testimony. We don't have to look too far. Our mission is right here. This is your Jerusalem. This is your Cambodia. So friends, yes, by God's grace, we have seven people who will be going on a mission trip to Cambodia next January. But every single one of us here, every single one of us joining us online have been called on a mission right where we are. A mission to be witnesses to God's grace. So I pray that by God's grace, we will truly understand His grace in our lives and we can walk in the good work which he prepared for us. Let's pray.